Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858 858. Welcome to What I'm Backing and Why, our afternoon sport racing bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my News Corp colleague, racing journalist Matt Jones, who you'll know from news.com.au and also pro putter Brad Miller, otherwise known as at Horse Miller 3. How are you, boys? G'day, Tim. Hi, Tim. Today on the show, we've got $100 in four races. Uh, we'll look at the Sydney Quaddy. We've got a roughie of the day. Our best bet, so it's all in there. All right, $100 to bet on four races today. And uh, what do you think for Blue Bet? Race five, Mooney Valley, the McEwen, Brad? Yeah, 1,000 metres, wait for age. I guess the starting point of the race is the seven, Cool and Gatter. Um, no weight, you know, 50 kilos is going to make her extremely hard to catch. And, you know, what I'm anticipating will be an advantage to be on speed, first four in run. Jamie Carr riding at that weight is a pretty good push within itself. Um, she's very well suited at 1,000 metres. Do think she's very short in the market for a three-year-old filly against the older horses when there's a bit of a stink on the three-year-olds this year. Um, she looks like she has improved off her jump outs, but I, she will need to have improved a bit. The four Zoo style... Uh, she, He's four from six on soft, and he's five from eight first up. He's had some issues, now a seven-year-old, but he has elite speed, and his trial win in Queensland was very impressive this time in. Although a track that should suit him, uh, Moody Valley, I was keen until I saw his gallop on Tuesday during the week. He just crabbed around the corner, and he was changing legs. He was all over the place, Um and hopefully that was just the sighter that he needed on the track. So he can win. If he if he handles the track, he can win. Um, but if he goes like that, he'll probably run last. I think this into the Moya second up is his grand final. And so he'll be fairly forward in condition. He'll have residual fitness. And the other Queensland visitors, the three Rothfire, he's three from three over this trip. That was in lower grade earlier in his career. Uh, he's 1,100 run first up last spring, however, was full of merit. Just only died on the run the last 100 metres, and that was when he ran fourth to Eduardo, Nature Strip, and G-Trash. So, or G-Trash. A repeat of that effort would, you know, have him right in contention here, and he's another one who will be in a good residual fitness from a winter campaign. So, originally I was looking to back Zoo style in the race, and then I saw that footage, um, and it has just frightened me a little bit. So, I am now going to box the Quinella, those three. So I'll just box three Rothfire, four Zustal, and seven Cool and Gatto in the Quinn. Yeah, soft six, it's looking like uh, at the Valley tomorrow. At this point, bit overcast in Melbourne today. Um, from reports, the blue sky is going to appear throughout the course of the day. I'm going to go with that Heathcote Lane combination, Rothfire out of the four, $7 on blue bet. Um, and look, it's a, an Everest runner, done a lot of good things, classy horse. I want 50 each way on Rothfire. Matty? Yeah, I, I think Cullen Gatter was the best two-year-old. I know Fireburn won two, two legs of the Triple Crown, but I just think Cullen Gatter possibly would be undefeated with a bit more luck. Drew 
wide in the slipper, which is a no-no, and still ran third. Um, the jump out was very impressive, just to show that she's um, come back bigger and better than ever, and the stable thinks she's all that. So, um, And, you know, eight and a half kilos less than most of the field. I know she's a filly, but when you're a star filly like her, I think that eight and a half kilos is a huge deal. Um, yeah, I'm sort of... 225 on Bluebed, I think that's short enough, but um, I think she's definitely the one to beat. In the Congo, I mean, we've got to respect the form in the Congo. He's a Golden Rose winner. Um, beat Animo that day. He'll be on the speed, and that's um, favouring horses here. And there's no doubt the Waterhouse Bot Stable with two trial wins having really fresh and ready to go now. Um, but all his form, I mean, Golden Rose, Coolmore, the Galaxy, the Arrowfield, the All-Aged, he's a it's all Group 1, basically. Um, so I think we need to respect that. Rothfire, a um, bit of the X-Factor horse in the race. Um, he needs a win, doesn't he? Um, you know, but he does get the gun run in transit. Um, before he had that mishap, that injury, he was, you know, he possibly was going to be the best um, three-year-old of his generation um, for, for a moment there. But um, he came back with pretty good form around Marzu, Count the Rupee, Alligator Blood, Um so he's somewhere back to his best. I just want to give Semyon another chance with the blinkers on um, at the Valley um, with, with the horses won here and it's only start. Hot team Hawks. Um, forget the last run. Blinkers on might be a surprise, but I can't go past Kulangata, so I think she can just jump, sit just behind the, in the Congo and come off its back and win, and I'll have $100 on Kulangata to win. Race five, Royal Ramwick, and we're seeing all these really good horses come back, aren't we? Eduardo is a... He's a short price favourite. It's in the red. Uh, he's about a dollar eighty-five. He's a nine-year-old gelding now, but lightly raced. And as we know, uh, Joe Pride, with all that aquatic use in his training, he really does train these older geldings really well. Uh, but it's just a bit short for me. Uh, I, I want to go, and that, that is saying something. I know I do go with some short price favourites at times, but I'm going to go with number eight, Andermatt, uh, out of the seven. Um, Cummings McDonald, first up after 14 weeks. Um, it's a proven first up winner. I think it's ideally suited here. So I'll have uh, $100 on the nose of number eight, Andermatt. Uh, that is race five at Randwick. Brad? Yeah, Andermatt's an interesting runner. He's four from four first up, but I did find it noteworthy that that's all benchmark form. Uh, and he's at group level here, racing against proper group one horses. He's had four tries at listed level. And the best he's produced is a third in a fireball when he's actually never raced at group level before. And, um, you know, Eduardo's multiple group one winner as his mass crusader. I know he's trialed well and J-Muck rides, um, but Eduardo has 12 kilos on him at the ratings and only has to give him four and a half kilos under the set weights and penalties. Uh, what I will say is first up last prep was clearly his best uh, performance. So the fresh winds are on an upward trajectory. Uh, and although it was a heavy 10 that day, if he repeats that run, he is in the game. So improves a bit and he can probably win. The stablemate Zapateo, um, she's another one on a big upward trajectory dating all the way back to start one. Although her record suggests she's better first up, she actually improves her rating second up. Um, and she wouldn't have to improve a huge amount on what she did first up to be to be winning this. Um, I would pre- prefer the track to be in the low soft range for her, though. I wouldn't want any more rain. Um, wouldn't want it sort of dipping into the heavy. Uh, and Mars Crusader, 
Eduardo has a 5-2 record over him, including all of their last four meetings. Uh, his class is obviously very good enough. His best is, is outstanding. Um, but he wouldn't want it too wet either. And as always, he'll be giving them a big start. And that's tough to do at 1,000 metres. So Eduardo is the one they clearly have to beat. Uh, soft and heavy tracks. He's 12 starts for eight wins. First up last prep, he ran third in a lightning. Um, but he's better around a bend. Previous two first up runs, he beat Nature Strip on both occasions and made it two from two at the track and distance. I was... Happy to sort of be with him at the 2.25 yesterday. I thought that was a good price. He's, he's come in a bit now, um, but I still think he's the one to beat. So if I was having a bet in the race, I'd be backing the one Eduardo. Yeah, he's a good horse. Uh, he's out of the four, Eduardo. As I say, nine-year-old gelding, but uh, no nature strip here. Um, what, do you, what do you think, Matty? He might have beat nature strip. He always does once in a prep, Eduardo. <laughs> he just doesn't beat him in the in the grand final, unfortunately. Um He's nine now. I know he's lightly raced, but surely he can't get better this prep. Um, all he has to do is hold what he's been doing the last 18 months and he'll win this race. Um, I don't know. His trial, latest trial was good, um, but it didn't overly excite me. Um, I just think Andermatt's on the way up, as we know, trialled the house down. They want him doing very well here. I mean, he, he's a smoky for the Everest, I guess. I mean, they'll talk him up as an Everest horse and then he sort of ran fourth and third and when he was expected to win. Um, but when he did win at, at Randwick, um, three starts back, James McDonald couldn't give him enough wraps. Um, so there, there's no doubt they've got him ready to go. Um, I just think at the price, um, 480 on Bluebet compared to 180, I might just have some of that on Andermatt. Um, you got you can't Mars Crusader trial great didn't he? Um, he's obviously going to the Everest, but he does definitely want twelve hundred meters and not a thousand. Um, it's amazing that Mars Crusader he's fifteen dollars for the Everest and Nature Strip's two dollars eighty. And in one more bound last year, he beats Nature Strip. Easy, he goes straight past him, and everyone thinks, "Wow!" But because he technically didn't win, uh, and I know Nature Strip's gone overseas to, to win in England since, but because he didn't win, he seems to be $15. I understand that he needs a bit of luck in the Everest and things like that. And we're going a bit off course with the Everest, but I just can't believe his price at $15. Um, but I'll look for him to make a big run on, in the Concorde. Um, Malkovich is going to give a big sight. He might fall to late under the pressure, though. But I think Eduardo and Andermatt run first, too. So I have the $100 on the Quinella, Eduardo, Andermatt. All right, Furious Stakes is race six. We've got $100 for Blue Bet. And I'm just smacking on the nose of Paris Dior, Snowden, Avdala. Uh, $5.50 with Blue Bet. First up after 21 weeks. Placed in both lead-up trials and looked good, I thought. Um, so Paris Dior for me, Brad. Yeah, the early season three-year-olds, I don't worry too much about ratings versus weights um, because they can all improve at different rates and... Uh, the two-year-old form can sometimes be irrelevant. Um, I think in secrets, the starting point, it was, she was held up, unlucky, but in my view, I don't think she would have ever beaten Zugotcha, even if she had clear air earlier. Um, now draw, drawn wide and a sticky map, um, I'm just going to be against her a little bit at the price. She's extremes the class, loves the wet ground, but they might just cop their medicine and go back from the wide gate first up with bigger goals later on. And she's a belter, I think, is better on dry. So um, she'd want the track to be improving, not deteriorating. So I'm going to have three bets in the race. My main bet is going to be on number 12, Wingardium. Um, 
She was very green on debut and then green again at her second start where she sort of tailed off. She was off the bit going nowhere and then she rattled home to win. Um, very professional in both her trials this time. She's jumped out really well, jumped sharply to the lead, settled well um, and then held off her opposition You know, with push, push button speed. She beat Zoo Gotcha in one of those trials. That filly then had the measure of in secret, as we just touched on. Um, she's never raced on heavy, but did trial on it twice um, in her debut prep, one on both occasions. And she's by Vancouver out of a magic Albert mare who was two from two on heavy ground. So I'm actually going to have my main bet on her 25 each way at around that $20 mark. Um the four seven veils uh, is another one at a good price. She was snagged back from a wide gate in the silver shadow, covered a stack of ground, cornering um, came really wide and ran on well. She carried two kilos more than in secret there, now meets at level weights, and importantly, the barriers are flipped. Seven veils can now go forward from a better gate um, and settle first four, whilst in secret's drawn 12 of 12. Uh, Seven Vales led and won at Group 2 on a heavy at start two. She's second up here and fitter now, um, as I said, on speed. <coughs> Decision to be made early. I think she has, you have to go forward, otherwise risk being three wide, no cover. So I'll have 15 a win at uh, around that sort of 21 to $23 mark with blue bet. And the other bet is the one that you mentioned, Tim, um, number three, Paris Dior. Uh, really like the first trial. The second trial wasn't as good, uh, but I think... I did, oh, I did note in both trials she didn't have the winkers on. Um, I think she just didn't try in the second one. And they'll obviously go back on for race day to switch her on. So I'll also be having $35 a win on her around that $5 mark, I believe it. What do you think, Matty? Uh, very tough race. Um, I'm frightened of Paris Dior. I think trialling great. All the favours, barrier four, must be returning a better filly. I just want to give in secret another go. Um with a bit of race fitness, don't forget on its side uh, over some of the others that are resuming. Um, she was a forgive run when she got held up at a crucial point and was ready to explode. I'm not sure, Brad. I, I'm, maybe she would have won. I, I, I know Zoo gotcha sort of won with a bit in hand, you know, won by a fair enough margin, but In Secret was held up at a crucial point. Not many horses can just get held up and then just start again in in the last 100 metres when the other horses go and pass them full of momentum. So I just think, in secret, I actually think she might have won that race, but it, it would have been close, no doubt about it. Um, she really rattled home. Get, gate 12, not too concerned about that from round week 1,200 metres. McDonald will sit one or two off the fence with cover and come to the best part of the track in the, later in the day, and I think we can see this horse sprint very well. Um, she is on notice, though. I think if she gets all the favours and all the luck, um, she has to be winning or she won't beat some of these others once they really get into their preps over this Princess Series. She's extreme. The wet track will help. Has the class factor on her side. Um, all the form in the autumn, as we know, is heavy. And a lot of trainers I've been talking to in Sydney in recent months are of the opinion that we will see completely different race winners as all these two-year-olds turn into three, uh, as long as the tracks aren't complete bogs. So I think the autumn form is form that you really need to question. Um, I like Winlinger Beast. I think this horse hit the line really great in the sh- Silver Shadow. Um, again, we'll sit off the off the fence. Typical Bowman ride we're looking at here. Eight fifty on Blue Bet. I think um, it, it's a good chance too. But I think three sixty in secret. I'm giving it another chance to um, produce the goods with luck. So I'll put my hundred dollars the win on in secret at three sixty on Blue Bet. 
All right, the uh, the fourth of our races today is race seven at Royal Ramwick. This is the tramway stakes over 1,400 metres. Ice bath uh, scares me a little, uh, but ice bath just doesn't win, just doesn't win. Uh, it's $7 on Bluebet, and I know that I'm defying what I said uh, just a few minutes ago about short price uh, favourites, but I just think Zaki's going to win this race. Uh, Annabelle Neesham... James McDonald. McDonald expected to have a huge day at Royal Randwick tomorrow. So uh, at $1.85 with Blue Bet, I'll just smack 100. Hopefully, I've had a few wins already with a few of those horses at longer odds. But Zaki out of five, seven year old gelding, won $7 million in prize money. I just think Zaki will win, Brad. Yeah, Ice Bath's been back too. Um, she, she just gets in very well. You know, set weights and penalties. She gets a nice little weight swing, and the blinkers go back on second up, I think, is the reason why the money's coming for her. Um, Profondo, I thought might just need it a bit drier, uh, but I did like his return and I've got no knocks on Converge either. Look, it's a race I won't be betting in, um, but if you had to twist my arm, I'd be with Zaki as well. He ran a 12-month peak figure when first up in this race last year to win in dominant fashion. Um, didn't like the way he finished off last prep. I uh, thought he should have won that race, but the whispers are positive that he's looking much healthier in the coat this time in, so... I would expect he'd be winning first up, but I just I don't see any value in the price. But um, if you yeah, if you twisted my arm, I'd be back in Zaki. Yeah, and look, I'm not I'm not having a crack at a, a ice bath because she is a good horse. She has won four million dollars in prize money, but uh, there's a few thirds and a few seconds in those last twelve runs with no wins, Matt. Well, yeah, she gets in she gets in well. Yeah, fifty three. Yeah, she just doesn't that. she mm. because she doesn't win. That's why. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What about you, Matty? Well, there's not a better weighted horse in the land, is there, on Saturday? Nice bath, 53 kilos of, for a 107 raider. Um, yeah, I think she's a threat. I've got her in my four, but not to win. Um, I think Zaki's too hard to go past. Uh, I talked to Annabelle Nisham not long ago, and I said, how's really has the horse come up off a probably a disappointing result to end its prep when everyone was expecting it to win up there in Queensland? And she said, don't worry, he's back. So um, she's very confident. The price is about right. Odds on. I think Profondo, I agree with Brad, needs a dry track. That's a concern. And we're looking maybe anywhere between five and 10 mils of rain on Saturday. So I think the track, while it's not going to be a bog, it could get into that heavy eight range perhaps. So you're going to have to need to handle it to a degree. Um, I thought Profondo looked the winner of the week stakes. Um, He just ambled up to them and um, looked to, I think he probably got his head nose in front at one point at the 300, but the class of Animo shone through in the end. But the good thing about Profondo talking to Richard Litt, his trainer during the week, is he's put away all those little bad habits he's had, and he looked like the complete racehorse in the wing stakes. I was slightly surprised he didn't go to the Chelmsford up up to a mile, but um, even up to 24 hours before the race, the, the connections weren't sure what they were going to do, but they decided to stay at 1,400 metres. I think he's the X-Factor horse, along with Converge. I think Converge will sprint well fresh. Um, this horse has obviously fantastic form and, and is a won the round with guineas, beat Animo, um, Halal, um, can sprint well fresh. We proved that in the Eskimo Prince when it ran a very close third to Paul Laley. Two nice trials. Um, I think this horse is good value there. And along with, obviously, Ice Bath, I mean, how can you leave her out with a soft track with that weight? She'll be coming home late. But I think, I, you know, I've got to put 80 to win on Zaki at $1.85. But I want to have my last 20 on Converge to win at $7. I think that's the one 
horse that might be able to just cause a surprise in this race. All righty, there you go. Up next, we'll have a look at the Sydney Quaddy, and Brad's going to have his Ruffy of the Day. Ah, what a beautiful day to celebrate those who embrace all walks of life. The bluebed kind of guy. From the tradies and crypto traders to the manscapers, landscapers and park footy fourth raiders. We get around them all. We've been to Paris, Dubai and Rome, but prefer Pakenham, Doombin and Randwick. And from the land down under, we love an underdog. Like the little Aussie battlers batting above. That's why you bet with Bluebet, the true blue Aussie bookie. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, Brad, let's start with you. Um, Emissary, last week, I've got to go back to it because uh, you, you said it was your best bet of the day. It was your roughie of the day. And if anyone followed you in, they did very, very well. Um, what are you thinking tomorrow? Yeah, Randwick, race for number 10, Chalkstream. Uh, is the Queen's horse uh, having a second prep for in Australia for Chris Waller? He has some ground to make up on that first up effort, but second up last prep on heavy ground, he was three wide the trip, looked gone at the turn and just kept coming late when he ran third to no compromise and surefire at group three level. Um, he carries the same weight here, same distance, second up again and drops back to listed level. Uh, if he repeats that effort, he'll go very close to winning this. Uh, I hate backing Kira McAvoy runners, uh, but it's a staying race which suits his style. Um, looked a good each way at sort of $21 last night. I had a, had something on. Uh, it's I see the prices come in quite a bit, uh, and there's been a scratching out of the race, and there will be some deductions. I think Lord Ardmore is running today at Wyong as well. So it probably won't be a roughie. It'll probably just end up being an each way bet. But um, I think it can run well. Race four, number 10, Chalkstream. Okie dokie. All right. Well, let's have a look at uh, the Sydney Quaddy. And it starts with race seven, Matty, the tramway. Well, yeah, we just talked about it there with the tramway. Um, I'll just put in Zaki, Profondo and Converge, numbers one, three, four to kick us off. We should be still in the quaddy after that first leg. All right. What about race eight, Chelmsford? Chelmsford. Um, yeah, not a classic Chelmsford. Um, we've seen a lot of great horses over the years win this race, but um, I, I, I think, you know, it's a bit open this year. I think Surefire's a false favourite. Um, and I, I, I'll still have it in my quaddy numbers, but I think, um, you know, I'm just not too sure about that horse. Um, it was it, it needs to step up to the plate, no doubt about it. But I think Stockman, um, $16. I, I just don't get that. Um, it was sensational first up over a shorter trip. Um, and it's proven itself now as a wait for age horse. Ran second in a tanker. That's a good horse's race, as we all know. Um, so I want to have it in my numbers. I'll have Surefire in my numbers, of course. Um, Benno, um, I don't know why Benno was 100 to 1. I know in um, first up, last prep, uh, last start, sorry. Derby horses that are good derby horses that win or run second like he did, they always run well fresh. So hopefully there's no little second up syndrome as this horse wants to go up in ground. I put it in too. And how can you leave out Montefilia? Um, Four-time group one winner, talking to David Payne. She's even better this time in. She is on a cups path. Caulfield Melbourne Cup double, but as we know, those horses can often sprint very well fresh and then taper off for a run or two and then peak back up again for the staying races. So I can't leave her out. So my numbers for the Chelmsford will be 4 9, 14, 15. All right. The third leg of the quaddy is race nine. It's a 1200 metre handicap. 
Yeah, uh, difficult race again. Um, I like the trials of Starman. Um, it's 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 ticking along really really well. Um, Silent Impact again. I may be a false favourite there. I'm not too sure with it. Um, but I, and and talking to Bjorn Baker, he thinks War Eternal. I didn't really. I talked to Bjorn about Malkovich and a few of his other horses, and he said, "Don't forget War, War Eternal, twenty to one." Um, with Tommy Berry on, says it's returned great, needs more ground. But um, again, those horses that need more ground go really well fresh. Um, I think Geo as well. I love the trial form of Geo. I think it's over the odds there at thirteen dollars. So I think we get, there's a little bit of a um, little bit of um, value there. So we'll go numbers. Two, four, five, six. All right. What about the get-out stakes, the final leg of the quaddy? And uh, it looks pretty open, really. $4.80 the field. Very open. Not much speed in the race, which I'm worried about the favourite Wicklow. Um, I'm going to leave him out, take a chance there um, to have to make up ground. I don't know how much speed is in it. Um, I want to back Paternal here at $12. Um, Again, a horse that wants more ground, but... I love backing horses that want more ground fresh to sprint well. Um, the horse um, was very unlucky not to win the Queensland Derby. Residual fitness, two nice trials. Um, I think the horse can do something here. It's one fresh before, so I think it's slightly overs. Um, you know, I think Yee Yee is knocking on the door. I know Yee Yee doesn't win all out of turn, but McDonald-Waller combination... Um, I just want to have something on Yee Yee. And the the last one, Sacramento, $51. Um, will probably be on the speed. And again, not much speed up front. Might be able to get away with it. So I'm going to go a little skinny in my last leg with a few horses that are decent odds. And we'll go numbers 1, 4, 10. Okie dokie. We've got that. There's the Sydney Quaddy. We'll come back with our best bet of the day. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. All right, best bet of the day. Um, I'm actually going uh, up to Brisbane for this one. Race uh, race three in Brisbane is an 1100 metre benchmark 78, and uh, I really like Fetch Fetch number eight. So it's 440 on Bluebet. Um, so that's the way I'm going. Fetch, Matt. Uh, my best bet's going to be the first in Sydney. Race one, number eight, Opal Ridge. They could have sent this horse to the Furious, but they want to kill here in the highway. Two luckless runs in town. McDonald on, barrier seven. Its greatest threat, I believe, is Participator, which has drawn the car park. So I think Opal Ridge, it's short enough, $2.50, but I think if it gets even luck, it's ready to win that race. The only thing that might beat it is Prince Nakani. <laughs> I've got a horse in that race, of course, Prince Nakani, but it's uh, it's out there in the car park as well in gate 16. Uh, what do you think, Brad? Yeah, I'm going to make my best bet at Mooney Valley in the three-year-old race uh, for 1,500. <sighs> Look, Mr. Brightside's the obvious, like it's later on in the day, but I do try and like to find something at, at a better price than $2, even though I think that's probably value. Um so it's it's race one. It's a tactic I employed at a recent uh, Valley meeting when anticipating an advantage to be on speed. 
so I want to try and cash in early again, you know, hopefully getting in before they the big dash for the front um, takes hold and, it, and they make it difficult for leaders. Um, it was Damien Oliver on Not Usual Glorious that day, and I'm hoping he can get the job done for us again. The horse is race one, number two, Major Beal. He jumped from 1,000 metres to win over 1,300 at just start two, so he profiles like a horse who'll appreciate this extra trip. Um, then went really quick in front with pressure applied second go at 1,300 at Rose Hill, and I thought he stuck on really well there. That's a nice platform, stepping to 1,500 fourth up. He's hard fit. Um, handled soft ground and importantly for a Sydney visitor they gave him a look around Moody Valley at a, in a track gallop on Tuesday and in my opinion is probably the best work of the morning there he handled the turn beautifully on his Melbourne leg and ran home a slick last 400 um, just looks a good play to me at around that sort of 4 to 420 mark being shot with blue bet um, it was 460 last night was happy to take that um, and I think uh, he's the best bet on the day Alrighty, and spring is in the air. It's exciting stuff. That's it for what I'm backing and why. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Matt. Bluebet, the wholly owned Aussie bookie. Thanks to you. Thanks to Brad. And, of course, hopefully we've picked you a couple of winners. Bet responsibly, as we always say, and we'll be back to do it all again next Friday. See you, guys. See you, Tim. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.